Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Shirley, you had me sitting at the edge of my seat. Um, I'm so glad you shared that story of, of how you um, got published and you got to go to the United States on those scholarships. And we both know, wow, God, that was God. Um, 20 years ago, you wrote your first novel, but you did not finish it. So you said last year through the challenge of two special friends, you decided it was now time to finish it. So can you give us a glimpse into your book, Returning to Amanda? Yeah, sure. Well, one of the things you learn when you're writing is that you have to write what you know um, and not sort of just make everything up in your head. And um, the one thing that I really know is about being a minister's wife. And so I decided to write a novel about a ministry family in crisis. And I have to say at this point that the family in my story is nothing like mine, for which I thank the Lord. Um, <laughs> but I started writing um, the story about a um, a gifted artist, Amanda, who gives up her budding career to become a wife, mother and minister's wife. But sadly, it backfires because she moves away from her own giftings and she tries to become the wife her husband and congregation wanted her to be. And her marriage and family starts to fall apart. Now, each time I got to that stage in the story, the ending fizzled because I couldn't figure out what went wrong or how to fix it. And then in 2020, these two friends of mine nagging me um, reminded me the words of Albert Einstein that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So, okay, I had to have a different result, but how? And suddenly, and only another writer, and I sense that includes you, will understand this. My main character, Amanda, the minister's wife, had a meltdown and she ran away from home. Now, that was not in my story plan or my experience. And I kept sort of saying, you get back here. But the story came alive and I just loved it. Wow. So um, yeah, that's how the story worked out. Amanda runs away and uh, the minister's wife runs away. <laughs> and you have to read the end. The sad thing about it is that the first friend who encouraged me to write it um, never got to read it because she died from COVID. Oh. And the second friend read through it before publication and then she died of cancer. So oh. yeah, a bit of a sad ending. That is, that is. But I am glad that you finished the book. And where where can we find your book, Returning to Amanda? You can get it on Amanda on on the Amazon at the moment, okay. uh, in both public in in print and in ebook. Um, I am bringing it out locally, um, but it's still at the moment on Amazon. Okay, with just two minutes left, Shirley, um, what is next for you? You, I mean, you are so full of life. Enjoy. I mean, you really are. What is next? Do you know? Well, I've already, I've already finished the prequel for, for Returning to Amanda. Um, that is going to the editor this next, or going to a critique group this week. And then it'll be going to an editor. And I've got um, the sequel to the story um, drafted. So I, I visualize this being part of a four-part series. This okay. Book. Okay. How long does I've it take you to write something like that, Shirley? How long would it take you, you know, not, you know, how long does it take you to write a novel? I write it basically during NaNoWriMo in November. And I, but that's when I got carried away with and I wrote 120,000 words in November. <laughs> so I had to cut the, 
the book in half. So effectively, I brought the second book out in April. I wrote it in April at Camp Nano. Uh, I find I, I, I work well under pressure. So I've got that sort of pressure. And then I work, spend the rest of the year sort of sorting it out and editing it. And that. Oh, my goodness gracious. You are such an inspiration. You really are. Um, absolutely. So how would you encourage someone out there that's listening and maybe they're like Amanda, you know, um, how would you encourage them? I would say that if that God has a plan for your life and God has a plan for all of our lives as he's shown through mine. And it may be a strange sort of plan. It may not fit your ideas, but he's got a plan. And if he wants you to do it, you can do it. Um, he will bring it about. Absolutely. Um, I think that's the best way I can put it, really. That, yeah. that is beautiful, beautiful. I want to thank you so much, Shirley. And I want you to come back on. Our time is short. And so you need to come back on Shape by Faith. But thank you so much for being a thank lovely so guest. Absolutely. Thank and thank you and for listening. Great. Yes. And thank you for listening, everyone. I'm Teresa Rowe. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit ShapeByFaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more. From the Cabinet Doors and More Studio, this is WOMI Owensboro, 99.1 FM and 1490 AM. Hello and welcome to Financial Fridays. I am your host, Drew Watson, and this is the Friday the 13th, 2023 edition. It is the first Friday the 13th of this year, uh, the 2023rd year uh, AD on the uh, Roman calendar, as they say. And we will see what Friday the 13th has in store for the markets. Thus far this week, uh, fortune has shined on equity investors and more specifically so far this year. Uh, hopefully we'll see what happens today, but we could put together a pretty good back-to-back two-week run in the markets. Uh, in taking a look at kind of the action yesterday, uh, the CPI data, the core data came right in, I think, on the number that was expected. Headline uh, number was down, mainly due to a reduction in energy cost, mainly led by uh, you know, unleaded gasoline dipping, and uh, that put the number in just slightly below. Market really didn't know what to make of it. Uh, first it liked it, then it hated it, then it liked it, then it hated it, and I think generally by the end of the day, it really liked what it saw. We saw futures go back and forth, uh, the open. Um, was not much, but at one point during the day, I think you know, the uh, S&P 500 um, on the intraday had a pretty big move uh, to the downside. Um, and looking at my data, you know, the um, lows of the day were 39.37, um, which uh, were right around uh, about a 30 point drop uh, on the uh, NASDAQ, or almost two-thirds of one percent. The highs of the day, we got close to punching through uh, 4,000 at 39.97, and we settled out up modestly of about a third of a percentage point to uh, 39.83. Likewise, the uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, was up over 300 one point during the day, closed up to just under 217 points at 34,189. Your big winner on the day, uh, 
on a percentage basis. NASDAQ uh, composite was up about two-thirds of a percentage point, and it, uh, you know, closed uh, about, well, you know, 26 points off its high. Uh, as we went into the bell, we did get a little bit of profit-taking. As uh, I said at the open, you know, we've had a pretty good run here, and I think people were just kind of uh, – wanting to take advantage of the situation. The big story by far is interest rates. The 10-year uh, closed trading yesterday at 3.44%. Um, you know, we were at about 35 before the number came up. Uh, the, the, that spiked to 3.59 during the day. So uh, usually when rates go down, the NASDAQ is the biggest beneficiary, and that's certainly the... Uh, action that corresponded in yesterday's trading and that has been the theme for the better part of a week uh the 10-year if you will recall hit its um hit its most recent high right around between halloween and the election uh beginning of the year the 10-year uh was as high as uh <clears throat> you'll call it uh 3.8 um uh, at the beginning of the trading year right at uh, January 3rd, uh, and we have been on a, not a straight line trajectory, but obviously at 3.44 today, uh, that's quite a bit of a dip just in um, less than two weeks trading. Uh, if we look at uh, the commodity space, what we found was, um, you know, oil had been a mover to the south side most of the year. It was up with West Texas Intermediate going out at 78.30. Um, a gallon up almost 1%. And then, um, you know, gold has moved up, nestled in right around uh, $1,900 an ounce um, on the spot market uh, after the close. Went down just a tad, but we definitely have seen gold on the uh, back of a weaker dollar um, extend some gains that it had started in December. Uh, our... Um, Commodity du jour, uh, lumber, uh, which is priced at 1,000 board feet, uh, back to 420. Uh, at one point uh, yesterday, it was trading about 418, uh, back above the $400 an ounce mark. Now, one question that we do get quite a bit, and I'll answer in this segment instead of our uh, Q&A segment, is um, you know why is gold acting the way it is? Because a lot of people are hardwired to you know, hear the um, word gold and think that uh, when you have high inflation, gold should be really uh, ripping the cover off the ball and moving to the upside. And, uh, you know, certainly, you know, what we've seen uh, without a doubt is that, uh, you know, um, gold has been moving up. Keep in mind, any commodity that's priced in dollars when the dollar is strong uh, and everything else is uh, uh, kind of, you know, to be considered, uh, what, uh, what you can see is that those prices uh, may not go up and may, in fact, go down. So, you know, for example, we've talked about the dollar strength this last year, and, uh, you know, if you were – at the Swiss National Bank or the Eurozone, and your currency had depreciated 
um, remarkably against the dollar, let's say 20% just for round numbers, um, and then you uh, wanted to buy gold, you know, what you would do is essentially since gold is priced in dollars, moving from the Swiss franc to buy gold could cost you a lot more um, because of the move, not only uh, of the Swiss franc down, but the dollar being stronger. So, so traditionally, there is a, a inverse relationship with that. And if you're listening and watching closely, what you know, the other thing that's priced in dollars is crude oil. So we might be seeing a little bit of that as well as we get into the new year. Keep listening to Financial Fridays right here. I'm your host, Drew Watson, because we've got a great show lined up for you today, Friday the 13th, 2023. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer, our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and uh, we got a great show uh, lined up as we discussed, uh, you know, kind of what's been going on uh, this week and lead up to the show. Uh, in our segment, we will look at, um, you know, this is usually where we do a deep dive into uh, investments. And, you know, about a week and a half into the year, we have seen quite a few changes, specifically what generally uh, has started off the year gangbusters is what did poorly last year. Uh, and what uh, did great last year has started off a little bit softer this year. But if you're diversified, that shouldn't matter. But we're going to take a deep dive on this. There is no solicitations to buy or sell anything. Just kind of going over the facts of, of what's going on on a year-to-date basis. Uh, if you look at kind of the year-to-date returns, um, you know, of where we were to set the table, um, the Russell 3000, which is, you know, a bigger index, obviously it's 3,000 stocks compared to the S&P 500, but it, it flushed the, uh, you know, year-to-date numbers out, uh, at the end of the year, down about um, you know twenty four point six percent. If you looked at the uh, global index, well, I shouldn't say global, the world index, excluding the U.S., uh, returns were worse, down about twenty six and a half. And the Bloomberg Universal Bond Index uh, for fixed income was down almost fifteen at fourteen point nine percent. You know. 
really the only bright spot. There were very few last year, but as uh, we flip the calendar over, things are always changing in the market. Let's kind of look at how things have performed. Um, you know, on the foreign markets, um, you've got the Dow Jones stocks, Europe, uh, up about 7% year-to-date, and then the Hong Kong Hang Sen up about 8 and an eighth, which are leading the charge uh, globally as foreign stocks, you could tell um, by their proxy index last year, was down almost 27%. So that's a strong start there. Uh, Japan, which held up better last year, uh, guess what's had a slower start. It's up, but just modestly, uh, th- you know, basically third, uh, 0.31% through midweek. Uh, the British market there in London, the FTSE 100 index was up 327 uh, Shanghai Composite, uh, this is something you don't see very much, uh, very often, up the exact 3.27%. Um, and the global index, uh, that MSCI, uh, all world excluding the U.S., up 3.87% after coming off of a, uh, you know, horrible year last year, down almost 27. And the emerging markets, uh, which are usually dominated by the Chinese markets, up about five and a quarter percent to start the year. That same Russell 3000 that we quoted down about 25% last year is up uh, 2.28 here in the U.S. Um, you know, broad indexes, your smaller stocks, both the S&P 600 and the Russell 2000, up 3.8 and 3.5% respectively. Uh, if you look at the sectors of the economy, uh, healthcare, which held up very well last year, being very defensive, uh, as an index is down roughly 1% year to date. Energy, which ripped the cover off the ball last year, up a modest quarter of 1%. Consumer staples up just a half a percent. And who are the winners? Uh, communication services, uh, which was decimated last year, is up about 5.29%. Consumer discretionary, the biggest stock in that index, uh, is Amazon, the consumer discretionary index uh, through midweek was up about 4.13%. Amazon stock year-to-date somewhere up around 13 to 14%, which is the biggest holding there. <clears throat> you know, financials uh, up about three and two-thirds. Uh, industrials up 2.84. Industrial and material stocks up five and an eighth. Real estate up 2.8. Tech uh, up a modest 1.97 and utilities up 1.39. If you've listened to the show, you know we talk about factor investing. These are what we consider to be the underlying factors that drive stock market performance. Um, And where are those headed? What we know is, uh, you know, year to date, the momentum indexes are down about one percent uh the poster child for momentum stocks uh, historically have been tesla your quality index is up uh 2.41 value um up about 3.72 in the old often forgotten uh equal weighted indexes uh up 3.61 growth uh up 0.66 uh low volatility up point Nine eight and uh, your dividend aristocrats up about two and a quarter. So generally, what you're seeing is in the uh, you know stock markets definitely uh, a reverse trend in the bond markets as well. Uh, we've seen um, investment grade corporate bonds really rally to start the year. 
as rates have gone down, as was we covered in our <clears throat> first segment, that, that definitely, um, you know, we are seeing um, kind of a change in the guard. Uh, it's very early in the year, just barely uh, 12 days in. That's only a handful of trading days. But generally speaking, um, you know, things have started off uh, better than they ended, and we won't, uh, you know, look a, a gift horse in the, you know, in the mouth. So we will uh, ask you to stay tuned here. We'll get into our financial planning segment next. And it's wonderful that you're listening to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. And we'll be back in 60 seconds. When today is unpredictable, you need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now. Call Align Wealth Management a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Offices located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is our financial planning segment of the show, and uh, obviously today, Friday the 13th, uh, I thought it might be uh, apropos to focus on different things that could go wrong and how to protect yourself in those, uh, in those uh, contingencies, let's just say. Uh, if you feel like you've been born under a bad star and uh, Murphy's Law uh, was an optimist, then this might be the segment for you. So let's just take a couple things in life that can happen. And, you know, since it is Friday the 13th, uh, and, uh, examine how to protect yourself. So anytime that you are dealing with things that you, um, know could possibly happen, there's a pretty good chance, but you don't want to take the, uh, financial commitment to pay for these yourself, that is when you need to have insurance. And insurance is a, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, a wonderful tool. A lot of people hate writing the premiums, but without insurance, there would be a lot of catastrophic financial events, and a good insurance agent is really worth their weight in gold. Uh, a shout-out to mine, Todd Anderson <clears throat> at Assured Partners. Um, they're always willing to help. Uh, so getting into this, you know, if you you could have insurance for a number of things, most of us, by law, hopefully everybody listening has it on your vehicles, because you know what, a lot can go wrong in a car. Even if it's not your fault, let's say you're in a car accident and struck by a driver of a car who doesn't have insurance, what do you do? Well, if you and your agent sat down and look at your policies, that's the perfect example when you would want to have coverage for 
underinsured or uninsured motorists. This is the type of coverage that comes into play just in those Friday the 13th, uh, bad luck, what else could go wrong, a black cat crossed my path, and out of all the people driving on the city streets, I get hit by the person with no car insurance. This underinsured, uninsured motorist coverage would make sure you could get something. Uh, now, fast forward, uh, what if you're really injured and you can't go back to work? This is where insurance companies uh, and having a good agent <clears throat> is, is really worth its weight in gold as well as you want to make sure the policies, not only for the uninsured and underinsured, uh, can protect your property that might be damaged, but you also may want to have protection uh, for medical expenses and or lost wages if you cannot go to work <clears throat> for a short term or long term. And I know oftentimes it's natural uh, to want to pay the least amount we can for insurance, but I would always give you that adage, you get what you pay for. Uh, and um, if you want to pay peanuts, usually the only people that will work for that are monkeys. So don't skimp on insurance because it is probably a very scary fact that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of studies on this, probably maybe somewhere between 20 to 40% of people on the roadways um, are uninsured and maybe even 60% are what would be considered to be underinsured. So, you know, insurance is all about the numbers and the statistics. The truth is they're not in your favor. So you need to take, take hold the reins and protect yourself. And that protection starts with making sure you're having the right type of insurance. And on your auto policy, make sure you have the uninsured, underinsured coverage uh, because on Friday the 13th, it never seems like anything can go your way. Keep listening to Financial Fridays right here on your favorite station because we'll be back in 60 seconds after a word from our sponsors. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer, our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is the email bag segment of our show where we answer your emails. And again this week, we are going to talk about dogs on planes. 
as we discussed last week, what is the real cost of service animals traveling uh, with a lot of people? And again, this week, right on schedule, the FAA has had another problem, uh, this time with computers, but we cannot rule out a canine conspiracy on delaying these flights. Specifically, if you noticed uh, midweek, the FAA <clears throat> had to put the kibosh on uh, thousands of flights uh, and about 1,300 permanently as they had another computer snafu. Uh, the question that has come in this week is, what does that do <clears throat> with airline stocks uh, in general? Now, <clears throat> one thing is for sure, as we discussed uh, last week, the problems that were related to one stock uh, specifically uh, <clears throat> that is a directional airline um, would be the opposite of Northeast. And uh, <clears throat> the truth is that stock has moved up along with the rest of the airlines this week as uh, the delay in uh, the air traffic was by no fault uh of their own, and that would be the majors, our Southwest, obviously, United, American, uh, <clears throat> JetBlue. If you're uh, a person of a certain vintage, you can remember when those airlines may have included, you know, TWA, Pan Am, Eastern, Braniff, et cetera. But, uh, you know, more specifically, what we've seen is stocks did move, um, you know, up and down on Wednesday, but but closed uh modestly higher. Um, yesterday's action saw most of the airline group. Southwest was up uh, you know, almost 3%, 2.7%. American Airlines was uh, likewise uh, up an eye-popping 10%. And United Airlines uh, in yesterday's session was up almost 8 so uh, 7.82%. So you could kind of see that perhaps Southwest was still a laggard um, with regards to the FAA uh, computer glitch, which now they are, say, uh, <clears throat> explaining that may have happened due to a uh, kind of a maybe an email that was uh, <clears throat> not hacked but uh, had some spam or uh, other um, – problems with it that uh, a corrupted file, I should say, uh, in an email that may have uh, <clears throat> put the delay on most of these flights. But our theme, if there is one so far this year in 2023, is there are a lot of costs to travel, and you can see just how fragile uh, the U.S. commercial airline travel is, specifically that uh, <clears throat> you know one computer file can cause a delay, um, well, and cause some people their entire trip, while other people were delayed up to four hours or more yesterday. Uh, as we talked uh, at length last week, answering your questions about what happens and who pays for all those bags, that brings us back to who would pay in these scenarios. Now, a lot of uh, transportation experts said since this was not an airline fault, and the airlines were not at fault specifically for causing this delay. Really, they are not responsible for compensating passengers for canceled flights, delays, etc. 
I don't know if there's any evidence but anecdotal that would uh, lead us to know whether or not there was any compensation offered to passengers, especially those whose uh, early flights were uh, <clears throat> closed down to begin with. But most of those would be business travelers. As uh, the time zone goes, animating on the East Coast, I think the reports have been that most of the uh, shuttle passengers, and those are the short flights from you know, New York to Boston to Washington, D.C., uh, up and down the eastern seaboard. Some of those would leave uh, as early as 4 a.m. Central Time uh, to get commuters uh, to wherever they need to be in the big city. Uh, those flights were canceled, I think, in its entirety, um, which is was totally understandable. But these do look like issues that were not responsibilities of the airlines. And so I think, obviously, we're seeing a pretty good pop in airline stocks in yesterday's trading. Now, it's been brought up that perhaps this is the type of situation where your travel insurance would come in and not that um, we are, uh, you know, travel insurance agents. Uh, my experience with travel insurance, as with any insurance, is the devil is in the details and sometimes it is more of a pain in the uh, you-know-what to file a claim and get compensated than it may be uh, worthwhile to see exactly <clears throat> what you're going to get out of it. But certainly if there was ever a reason why you think travel insurance was invented and could be put to good use, it would certainly be due to some type of uh, massive outage, uh, the likes of which you're seeing here. But uh, specifically speaking, I do think this is something that um, the proximity to the before Christmas fiasco has put a lot of uh, travelers, uh, you know, at attention. Because one thing that's that's really talked about at length is the remarkable record of the U.S. Um, commercial airlines business, and certainly um, this latest problem was no fault of their own. Now, to go back to my last week's question about the cost of traveling with pets, uh, one can only imagine um, how the uh, our furry friends fared uh, if they showed up at the airport thinking that uh, within just a matter of hours they would be at their destination and footloose and fancy free and real grass and roaming around uh, backyards everywhere where they were really stuck in a very confined space uh, at the airport or, heaven forbid, checked baggage for hours on end in yesterday's delay. So I hope that answers your question. Keep your emails coming to me at william.a.watson at ampf.com. I'll answer your questions. And keep listening because we'll be here same time, same station next week. Have a great wild card weekend, everybody. This is WOMI Owensboro, 99.1 FM and 1490 AM. Translator W256CF, a Town Square media station. They just spent the night searching for anyone trapped. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. In areas of Alabama, torn apart by tornadoes. It went from very calm and quiet to chaos very quickly. The storm has torn up Thelma so bad. Every street that you go down, there's so much debris, trees, power lines.
There in Selma, at least six people were killed in Alabama. One twister cut a 20-mile path of destruction. At least a dozen other people severely injured. Other states in the south also got storm damage, including Georgia. I can feel it. Everything is shaking so hard. And the, all of a sudden, I hear the bang noise. A five-year-old boy was killed when a tree fell on his car. Minutes ago in court in New York, the Trump Organization fined $1.6 million after being convicted of 17 charges, including tax fraud and falsifying business records. It's not just a special counsel that will be investigating President Biden over classified documents from his days as vice president. First found in an old Biden office in November and then last month in a Biden Delaware residence, some in his garage. Republican Congressman Mike Gallagher tells Fox. We in Congress on the Intel Committee have demanded a battle damage assessment from the director of national intelligence to understand what was in these documents. We need to know that to understand if our national security was compromised. Gallagher also chairs a new select committee investigating China. I want the best members on both sides of the aisle to work together to defend America, American sovereignty and our interests from Chinese Communist Party aggression. President Biden's about to host Japan's prime minister at the White House for talks Japan concern about China as well. There are tributes on social media for Lisa Marie Presley, Elvis's only child dead at age 54. Thursday, a housekeeper found Presley unconscious. After CPR, paramedics noted signs of life, but she later died at a local hospital. Fox's William Lajeunesse. She suffered through the suicide of a son, four failed marriages, drug addiction, and a recording career that never approached that of her father. One of those marriages was to Michael Jackson. America's listening to Fox News. As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions, like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip, or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you, with low-cost copays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com slash Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions. And now a small business setback is assessed by a beloved family pediatrician. Oh, hey, tiger. Big scary tree branch give your work truck a boo-boo? Yeah. Wow. See this thing on my phone here? It's the Progressive Mobile app. Just push that little button there and report your claim. boy. When owning a small business gets painful, Progressive Commercial is here to make it all better. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. <gasps> What's this? Candy drawer? Who wants a lollipop? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage subject to policy terms and conditions. Photo claims not available in all states or situations. There's a sell-off this morning on Wall Street, but it's not big. The Dow is down 54 points. The Nasdaq is off by about 48. It's risen five straight sessions before today. The S&P 500 losing 17 points. The price of oil is up again today, another 75 cents, back over 79 bucks a barrel, while gas rises a penny. AAA's national average for regular at 3.28 a gallon. About the same price as last week, two cents cheaper than a year ago. More legal turbulence for Southwest Airlines. Shareholders of Southwest are suing the airline. The lawsuit filed in the Southern District of Texas accuses Southwest of providing false and misleading information and failing to disclose the issues with its scheduling systems or downplaying them. Also, attorney Alex Dichter is representing two Southwest passengers. Our office has been contacted by hundreds of individuals throughout the country who suffered very similar harms. And that's the reason why our law firm filed this case as a nationwide class action lawsuit. The lawsuit alleges Southwest Airlines was aware its operations would collapse in severe weather and didn't sufficiently compensate passengers. Ginny Cosola. 
Fox News. People across America hope tonight's the night they become instantly filthy rich. The Mega Millions jackpot estimate now exceeds $1.35 billion. What would you buy first if you win? Um, I would buy like a big mansion and then a Louis Vuitton bag. I'll buy a private jet, donate some money to charity and to my family. That's an elementary school kid from Tempe, Arizona. The single winner lump sum cash payout would be a little more than $700 million. That's Fox's Evan Brown. This is the fourth largest U.S. lottery prize ever. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News.